Hey guys, I want to thank you for joining me today on Wednesdays Are For Women. Of course, my name is Pastor Chanel Burroughs, and I pray that you are blessed by today's podcast as we discuss Out of the Caves and Into His Presence. We say that your prayer time and your study time, it should be priority. And yes, it definitely should be priority in every believer's life. But it also should be something that you love to do. And my husband knows and my family knows and my church knows that I love the presence of the Lord. I can stay there all day. But the only thing that stops me from staying there all day is because I got responsibilities. But, you know, in a way, um, I am there all day because I've learned how to live in his presence. You know, so a lot of times when you hear me referring to there, I'm literally talking about my prayer room. But, uh, you know, we're always in his presence. We we carry his presence on the inside of us. You know, sometimes I feel sorry for the people in the Old Testament because they didn't have this opportunity to carry his presence with them. Well, they had it in the form of the Ark of the Covenant, but they weren't weren't able to carry it on the inside of them. And the reason why is because we know that uh, sin definitely separated them from his presence. But because of the great work that Jesus did on the cross for us, we have the opportunity to always carry his presence with us. And so we as believers, we have to come to a place where we just don't, we just don't say, oh, well, I pray because it's my responsibility as a believer. It's priority only as a believer. We have to get to the place where we fall in love with prayer and where we fall in love with his presence. And the reason why is because that's our moment to talk to the father. And that's our moment to also hear him speak. Somebody say, whoa, God speaks. Absolutely. God, he speaks. He speaks through his word. Sometimes God will speak to you uh, in a still small voice. We have scripture that we're going to be reading today where he came and he spoke uh, in soft whispers to certain people in the word of God. Uh, Sometimes God will speak through other people. Sometimes God will speak through numbers. Sometimes he'll speak through movies. Sometimes he'll speak through songs. There are so many different ways that God chooses to communicate with you. And when you learn how to live in his presence, although at those moments where God will, will God shows up in different ways to communicate with us, we would be more aware when he when he speaks through those different avenues that I just named, we will be more aware of it because we are sensitive enough to realize that he is always speaking. He's always speaking to us in everything that we do and everywhere that we go. And so, yeah. And so in my prayer time with the Lord, um, when I tell you God has really been speaking to me about individuals today, this message is for individuals that has been in hiding. You've been in hiding. And the reason why you went into hiding is because you came under attack. The Bible talks about how there are certain people in the word of God. They uh, they came under an attack. A certain spirit invaded the region that they were in. And before 
before I go on, let me just acknowledge my mother-in-law, Reverend Paulette Burroughs is watching as well as Sister Erin Weller. She says, good afternoon, Pastor Chanel and everyone. Good afternoon to each and every single one of you as well. And so, yes, there were certain people in the word of God that had to go into hiding. And the way that they hid during these times where they would go is they would go into caves or they would go into places called strongholds. These places were known to keep people safe from the enemy. The enemy was not able to locate them because they were because they were in a secret place. Come on. This is why we quote Psalms 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Sometimes, sometimes in life, especially when you are facing demonic attacks, especially when you are facing a demonic attack from uh, from the from a spirit that we call Jezebel that the Bible talks about uh, even sometimes you know it is necessary for you to go into a place of hiding because I don't know if you've ever come in and come into contact with that thing but that spirit is no joke and when it says to you that it's going to do certain things to you you have to have a strategy and a plan in place because if not, it will find you and it will do exactly what it said. How do we know? Well, there was a certain time when Jezebel and King Ahab was ruling and reigning. There were a certain there was a certain time where she was killing the Lord's prophets. And the Bible says that there was a man by the name of Obadiah. The Bible says that this man took a hundred of the Lord's prophets, split them into 50 and hid them. Guess where he hid them? In caves. The Bible says that he hid them in caves. He fed them bread and he fed them water. And um, the Bible says that because of that, she was not able to harm them, but she had killed others. She had killed so many of the Lord's prophets to the point where Elijah thought that he was the only one that's left. And so the Bible says that, of course, one day Elijah, he took out 450 of her prophets, the prophets of Baal. He took them completely out. The Bible says that the word got back got back to her. And she said, she said, by this time tomorrow, she said, your life is going to be like one of these. And what did Elijah do? The Bible says that he took off running away from his assignment. He took off running in the opposite direction, away from what it, what it is that, or the place that God had anointed him to be. Now, the only problem with this is that God never told him to run to run. But a spirit of fear got a hold of him and it caused him to run. And when I was praying and as I've been in prayer, the spirit of God has been speaking to me and dealing with me very heavily for some of you, because some of you, you don't know this, but you have come up against this, this particular spirit and it has caused you to run in a direction that the spirit of the Lord has not told you to go in. Now, remember, I told you that some 
sometimes the cave is necessary. Sometimes a hiding is necessary. Let me tell you something. The cave will do for you what the phone booth did for Clark Kent. It will transform you. It will prepare you for your next level. And a lot of times when God is working on you and he is preparing you for a new season, he will put you or he will hide you in plain sight. He will put you in dark places. And if you don't understand what God is doing in you at that moment where God, where he's working on you, it can be a very confusing time. You can take it as God has forgotten about me. You can take it as, oh, God has overlooked me when that's not what he's doing. He's simply preparing you. Let me tell somebody on here that is struggling with the thought that you've been forgotten. I want to let you know that the spirit of the Lord, he knows your name. He knows your location. He has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten his promise that he has spoken over you, his promise that he has spoken over your family, the promise that he has spoken over your ministry. Those things have not fallen to the ground. So what is God doing? God is simply increasing the fruits of your righteousness. And a lot of times what that looks like is it looks like you being hidden because what God, God does his best work in the dark. God does his best work in your life when nobody else is seeing it because he does not want anybody and everybody to take credit for the work that he is doing in you. And so a lot, a lot of, a lot of you, you have been in the place of hiding, but God called you out a long time ago. Now, for some of you, the ones that God is truly targeting today, uh, you ran back into the cave that God called you out of a long time ago because you came up against something that crushed you. You came up against something that scared you. You came up against something that was pretty devastating to you. Let me tell you, I told you guys this last week and I'll say it again. When I used to read about the story of Elijah and how he ran at the threat of Jezebel, I used to judge him. I used to say, oh my God, Elijah is such a punk. How, you know, he ran from, from just a simple threat. She wasn't even standing before him, but this man, he must have known the damage that she was capable of doing because he saw what she did to the Lord's prophets. And so he said, you know what? This ain't about to happen to me. And so the Bible says that he ran toward the wilderness. Come on. This is the place that some of you have been. You've been running for a long time because you struck up against something that you struck up against something that made you feel like if you kept pushing up against it, if you kept going in the direction that in the direction that you were once going, it made you feel like it was going to kill you. And so you did what Elijah did. You ran and you hid. And the spirit of God said, I want you to minister to those people today because God said, I need for you to come up out of your place of obscurity. I need for you to come from up out of your place of hiding because there is something that I want to do through you and people need to see what it is that is getting ready to come up out of your life. The Bible says in the book of Judges chapter six, the Bible says that the 
the children of Israel, they had turned their backs on the Lord. The Midianites were able to come in and invade their land. They were able to strip them of all of their crops, of all of their wealth. And the Bible says that such a fear had come upon them. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost such a fear had come upon the children of Israel. The Bible says that they began to go and hide in the strongholds. They began to go and hide in the caves. There goes that word again, because they were trying to run from the Midianites because that's just how scary these people were. And the Bible says that there were one, there was one among the children of Israel by the name of Gideon. The Bible says that Gideon, he was threshing wheat, but he was doing it in the wine press. When I read that particular verse this morning, the spirit of God said that this is the way that so many people in my church look right now. They are doing a great work. They are doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing, but nobody can see them. They're doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing it, doing, but they're doing it in an obscured place. They're doing it in a hidden place. And God said, Chanel, when people do this, he said, how can I get the glory from their life? I can't get glory from their life if what I'm, if what I'm asking them to do is being done in the dark. If what I'm asking them to do is being done in secret where nobody can be encouraged, Nobody can be, nobody can see what, what God is doing in your life so that they can be encouraged, so that they can begin to start walking in the thing that God has called for them to walk in. Did you know that when you walk in purpose, one of the reasons why your purpose is so powerful is that when you walk in it, other people that are around you, they see what God is doing in your life and it encourages it inspires them. It boosts them. Do you know what the word inspire means? It doesn't mean that when you see me, you're going to want to do what God has told you to do as much as it means that when you see me, breath enters into you. The back breath is what is what encourages you and what pushes you to do what God has told you to do. Come on, some of you, the, some of you, you are doing the thing that God has called for you to do, but you're not breathing into anybody. You're doing the thing that God has anointed you to do, but you're not breathing into anybody. You're not inspiring anybody. You're not causing people to want to stop what it is that they're doing and start doing what God said for them to begin to do. And so this is where Gideon was. He was threshing wheat in the wine press. Nobody was seeing what it is that he was doing. And he was in there because he was afraid. Come on. Remember, I mentioned to you a moment ago, I understand what it is to be attacked by the spirit of Jezebel. It The first thing that that spirit will cause you to begin to do is fear. But you have to remember what the word of the Lord says. It says that he has not given you a spirit of fear, but he's given you a, a sound mind. He's given you love, power, and a sound mind. And so, yeah, the first thing that that thing is going to cause you to do, it's going to cause you to fear. It's going to cause you to shake. It's going to cause you to tremble. It's going to cause you to want to retreat. It's going to cause you to want to give up. But let me tell somebody this on today. You you don't have time to retreat. 
you don't have time to give up. Come on, let me take a sip of water and we're going we gonna to go in right here. Because I feel the Holy Ghost right there. Because some of you, the enemy is putting you, he is placing your back up against a wall and he is trying to get you to give up. He is trying to get you to stand down. But let me tell you something. We don't have time to stand down, down through here because the Lord needs you. Come on. The Lord has called your name. The Lord is requiring something from your life. I know that you're watching me right now, but guess what? God wants to bring something good up out of you. Come on, I'll go back to what I was saying earlier. He has not forgotten about you. Come on, somebody needs to hear that on today. The spirit of God has not forgotten about you. He knows your name. Come on. We know that song. I am not forgotten. He knows your name. Not only does he know your name, but he knows what he has in mind for you. He knows the reason why he birthed you in this earth. He knows the reason why he birthed you through the parents that he birthed you through. Yeah, some of you have had some rough lives, but you survived it. Come on. Uh, Gideon's daddy, Gideon's daddy was a Baal worshiper. Gideon's daddy had uh, had uh, altars that were that were uh, that were built around Israel, and these altars were built for Baal. Come on, that's the kind of family that Gideon was born into. But the Bible says that an angel that an angel showed up to him, and an angel called him a mighty man of valor. Come on, I understand that you were born through into, into some difficult situations. I understand that you went through some difficult situations in your life, but it does not take away from who God has called you to be and what God has called you to do in the earth. I'm telling you, for some of you, you better get ready because the spirit of the Lord is calling you out of the cave. He is calling you out of a place of hiding. Come on, you are no punk in the spirit. You are not a punk in the spirit. There is nothing weak about you. Let me tell you what measures what let me let me tell you what measures your strength. It's not the fact that when somebody picks on you, you know how to fight and you know how to put up a good fist fight because you can't fist fight the enemy. It's not because you are confrontational and whenever somebody messes with you, you'll get up in their face and you'll tell them like it is. That's not what makes you strong. Come on, that can be anybody that's I just that can be anybody that just came up in a rough area and had to learn how to fight for themselves. I'm not talking about physical strength. What measures your strength, your spiritual strength, what measures your spiritual fortitude is the fact that you overcame the plan of the enemy for your life you're still here. The fact that you are still here, you are still praying, you are still worshiping, you still have a praise, you still are holding on to your testimony. You are still holding on to the promises of God. You are still holding on to the plans of God for your life. The fact that you are still doing those things, that's what measures your amount of strength. Come on, Gideon might've been in the, in the wine press, but 
but he but at least he was still threshing wheat Gideon might have been in the wine press but at least he was still believing in the Lord God he the Bible says that when the angel showed up to him he was like look if God is so if if God is who you say he is then why is it my people are going through what it is that they're going through look I understand that you might have some hurt and you might have some pain that you're feeling I understand that you might not understand everything that you've been through but you still have trust in the Lord somewhere on the inside of you and that's all that God needs that's what God is pulling on in this hour that's what God is calling on in this hour come on the Bible says that Elijah he ran in the opposite direction and the Bible says that an angel showed up to him when he was sitting underneath a tree the Bible says an angel showed up to him and said look I need for you to eat he showed up to him twice gave him something to eat twice and then the Bible says that the Lord allowed him to go on this journey some theologians believe that the mountain that Elijah ended up going to was the same mountain that Moses was in when he got a hold of the Ten Commandments come on he went right back to the place where one of the greatest encounters that we have ever read in the Bible was documented and the Bible says that the Lord showed up in that same exact spot and the Bible says but the Bible says that the Lord gave Elijah a command and this command was not adhered to now this is the danger now this is the danger when you are running away when you are trying to run uh, when you are running away from the from the spirit of Jezebel the danger in that thing is she or that spirit can cause you to neglect the thing that God has told you to do. That's a very dangerous thing because now, now you are kind of, you are, you are kind of messing around with the Lord's plans that, and that's what she wants you to do. She wants you to run away from the original plan that the spirit of the Lord has told you to do. She wants you to neglect the original thing that God has birthed you in this earth to do. And she wants, she's okay if you are doing something good. Because just because you are doing something good doesn't mean that you're doing what God has told you to do. She's okay if you're doing something good. She's not threatened by good people. The people that she is threatened by are the obedient ones. The ones that will say, I'm going to do it and I don't care what this costs me. The ones that will say, I'm going to do this and I don't care what you feel about me. I'm going to say this and I don't care who's with me and I don't care who's not with me. I'm going to do this thing and I don't care what it costs me. I've got to be obedient. Always remember that this, the spirit of Jezebel is not threatened by someone that's doing a good work. Come on, somebody that's doing a good work, they're very charitable, they're very giving, they do a bunch of community service, they're always being seen doing great things in their church, and yes, you know, they can preach, and you know, we're entertained by them, but 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 what they're really supposed to be doing, they're, they're, they're supposed to be, yes, doing, doing all those great things, but they're really supposed to be making a sound that shifts a reason 
region that shifts a nation. And so that's who Gideon was. That's who Elijah was. That's why she was threatened by them because of the strength that they had, because of the power that they walked in. The Bible says that Gideon was able to take out up to 14,000 men all by himself without food. He did not have food for days and he was still able to take on a whole army all by himself. The Bible says that Elijah took out, he took out all of the prophets of Baal all by himself. He slaughtered them right then and there. Those are the ones that Jezebel is, is, is threatened by. Can I tell you that you are one of them? That's the reason why the, that's the reason why the load has been so heavy. That's the reason why the fight has been so rough. She wants to get you to stop. And I have to be an alarm to somebody today and tell you that you are falling into her trap. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Why are you doing what it is that you're doing right now? I'm not talking about this broadcast. I'm talking about the thing that you have labeled as your purpose. Why are you doing that? Let me tell you something. You have settled. And the spirit of the Lord is saying, I need for you to come back to the place where you wanted all of me. I need for you to come back to the place where you wanted, you wanted everything that I had for your life. And you didn't care who was with you. You didn't care who wasn't with you. You didn't care. You didn't care who liked you and who did not like you. You didn't care who agreed with you and who didn't agree with you. But now all of a sudden now you want to be comfortable. And I'm going to tell you the reason why you want to be comfortable because there's no fight in being comfortable. You ain't got to worry about warfare when you're comfortable. People that you talk to every day and they ain't, they, they're, they're never going through it. They never face any type of warfare. Go and check their life. Go and check what type of sound that they are making in their region. Go and check what 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 it is that they are doing on an everyday basis, because I guarantee you that they have settled for just being good. But God has not called for people like us to just settle for doing something good in our community. I don't want to I don't want to leave this earth for being known for being known for just doing something good. I want to leave this earth being known for shifting my nation. Come on. Hey guys, I hope and pray that you were blessed by today's podcast. Remember, we're right back on here every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 12 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. Bye.